Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. You are listening to The Art of Podcast, episode number two. So, happy Valentine's Day. And I know I just probably triggered half of you right now just by saying that. (laughs) I happen to really like Valentine's Day and not just like when I'm in a relationship or engaging in some kind of um, romantic love, but I just, I like the idea of the day at putting love at the forefront of our attention and being able to share and express love with those around us and our pets and our friends. And I don't know, I just think people are a little playful on this day and, um, And I just really like it. But today I want to have a conversation about love, but I want to talk about self-love and this concept of self-love. I mean, it's very niche, kitschy, Instagrammable, guru, usable. I don't know. I never really understood it. I knew that I was supposed to have self-love and I definitely knew, you know, air quotes that if I didn't love myself, I couldn't love anyone else. I mean, that was so annoying because I couldn't figure out what this meant. And also because I didn't know what it meant. Apparently I wasn't going to be able to love anyone else. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around that phrase in particular, but I, I guess what I thought self-love was, was sort of this like healthier narcissistic version of really having this high regard for oneself that you had a lot of fuzzy feelings about yourself and just kind of thought you were pretty great. Maybe some high self-esteem, high confidence. This was, this was always a little elusive to me, especially, you know, early on in my healing journey. I just, I didn't wake up every morning just thinking, wow, you're a superstar. You're amazing. (laughs) And it, it just wasn't happening. So I pretty much knew that I was failing at self love. And, uh, and so that was, that was discouraging and I never lost the want or the need to seek this out and to know what this was about. I just didn't get any very clear answers. So, but then at the beginning of COVID, I started working a program called the seven day healing program by Artie Wu and he's with Preside meditation and he is, he is incredible. I love the way he thinks and And his philosophy is so outside the box and it really, really spoke to me and gave me a view of self-love that I'd never heard before and something that I could relate to. So what he was basically saying in his program is that we do love ourselves, essentially that I did love myself already. And at first I was very skeptical because Listen, I mean, I was struggling at the time. I was certainly not, you know, high on any kind of self-confidence or self-esteem. And so I was thinking, 
you know, I, he's really, he's really, really stretching it here. But when he went into his explanation, it really resonated with me. And essentially what he said is that the self critical thoughts and the self-destructive behaviors that we engage in indeed are actually loving ourselves. And it doesn't sound intuitive when I say it like that, but I'm going to explain it to you. So basically he talks about soothing behaviors as, you know, things we do overeating, um, too much, you know, media, smoking, drugs, alcohol, using relationships to numb all these things, soothing behaviors, right? Working too much, anything that you're doing to not feel your feelings is soothing. And then also the self-critical conversations, the voice inside you that tells you to get your shit together, to get things done. You got to do things better. These are all things that are helping us to avoid painful emotions. So he calls it soothing. And he argues that if we didn't love ourselves, we wouldn't be trying to soothe ourselves. If we really hated ourselves as much as it's been put out there that we might, if we were engaging in these behaviors, then, you know, um, we would just let ourselves burn. We wouldn't, we wouldn't try to do anything to relieve our pain. Now, the catch is, is that we engage in these soothing behaviors, but they're, they're misinformed. They're missing the mark on their effectiveness because instead of easing our pain long-term, they only do it short-term and therefore perpetuates a cycle of bad feelings, soothing bad feelings, and which intensifies and becomes one big mess at the end of the day. And I love the way that, so he, he, uh, he explains this by talking about the fact that we all have an inner granny <laughs> and I can certain, certainly relate to this. I, so he talks about your favorite grandmother, right? That when you would go to her house, the way that she showed you that she loved you was that she gave you cookies and cakes and pies and all your favorite foods. And you loved this, right? Um, they tasted good and they just made you feel good when you ate them. And she made the best ones. And every time you would go over to her house growing up, she would give you all these foods and it'd make you feel great. Well, eventually you started to put on weight. You got a little chubby and maybe, I don't know, just more weight than you would like to have on your body. But you went to grandma's house once a week and just ate all this food. And even though it was hurting you and she could see that you were becoming unhealthy, maybe, um, maybe you got diabetes or you got, uh, so overweight that you didn't want to participate in life, whatever the case was, she still loved you and she wanted to make you feel better about that. So she would just give you all that food and it was hurting you. It was clearly hurting you. And, but she didn't know how to show that love, um, any other way. And maybe her grandmother did the same thing to her. And that's the way she learned to show love. So we all have this inner granny who gives us some things that aren't necessarily wonderful for us, but they work. They work in soothing us and making us feel good at the moment. Now, this is all well and good. And the thing I like about this is that when I heard this, I, I didn't feel shame about not feeling 
self-love. I just felt like I wasn't doing something good enough to actually know what people were talking about. <laughs> so it made me feel good to know that, that this soothing behavior, although not the best thing for me and wasn't getting the result that I wanted was actually just not an act of me trying to harm myself because it never really felt like that. It always felt like I was rewarding myself with some of this behavior, right? So I really resonated with the way he said this. And what he goes on to talk about is that, you know, okay, that's fine and well. You don't hate yourself. You're soothing yourself. You're doing a loving act. But as we mature, as we consume information and educate ourselves and our awareness expands and our consciousness expands, we are then in a place where we can see that our soothing behavior, although it might feel good temporarily, is not serving us and it's not working and it's exacerbating exactly the thing that we don't want. So now that we're educating ourselves, we're getting different resources and opening ourselves up to a different energy that can tell us how to love ourselves better. And I love this. I love this. And so, you know, I think that's what we're doing here, having this conversation. We're opening ourselves up to better ways, right? So I love this program. You should check him out. And I uh, wanted to go in more into what this has looked like in my life, some of the things I've soothed with and some of the things that I do differently today. So I will begin with, let's see, I'm going to start with that self-critical voice. Now the self-critical voice, how it soothes me is it, it kind of, when I'm talking to myself, motivating, not even motivating myself, when I'm telling myself, okay, You've got to do better. You've got to be better. You've got to look better. You've got to do everything better because you want to be loved and you want to be successful and you want to be safe. And I'm protecting you from losing at life, I guess. <laughs> so this voice that goes in and is just beating me up all the time, this militant drill sergeant of voice, very parental voice. I don't really listen to that voice as much anymore. And the way that I kind of get away from that, because that voice was trying to protect me and was trying to love me. Right. But I, I tell this voice now, I say, you know what, thank you for, for really trying to discipline me and protect me. But I have a, I have a different way. I'm aware of myself now and I'm an adult and I'm going to do things a little differently. So this voice would come up for me a lot in the morning. So when I would wake up, it was always like, okay, get up. You know, you didn't wake up early enough. You're not getting it enough done. You have all this stuff to do and you better look damn good when you're doing it. And da, 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 da. This voice was kind of paralyzing. And sometimes it would just like, I wouldn't even want to get out of bed. This voice was so brutal and, um, was kind of counterproductive to actually getting my day going. And it would give me a lot of anxiety. So even though that was trying to serve me at the moment, I do it differently now, very consciously. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is I wrap my arms around myself, give myself a big hug and say, I love you. 
and I say it over and over and over again till I actually feel the feeling of love. And how's that for literal self-love? <laughs> Sounds kind of weird. It's kind of weird saying it over a podcast, but yeah, I do it and it feels good and it feels different. And I don't mind starting my day when I feel like this loving, warm energy. So it makes it very much easy to get out of bed and get my day started. And then right after that, where the critical voice used to follow me right into the restroom and I'd be like looking in the mirror going, okay, like, how did we do yesterday? You know, do, you know, are we going to weigh ourselves? Are we going to pick, pick ourselves apart? Like lots of weird self-talk in the morning. Just first thing, get rid of that. Um, and what I've done is I started high-fiving myself in the mirror. And this is a concept from Mel Robbins from the high five habit. And I love this because it just, it really, really gives me a lot of confidence. So how that works is I stand in front of the mirror right when I get out of bed and I look in the mirror and tell myself everything good that I did the day before. <laughs> okay. You meditated, you worked out, you painted a good painting, you recorded your podcast, whatever it is that I did well, I put my hands on my heart, tell myself, great job for doing that. And then I just high five myself in the mirror and it sounds silly, but it feels good. You get this little jolt of, I don't know, appreciation. And this is very different energy than going in and like beating yourself up for whatever perceived failure you think you have I don't know, whatever you've done. So yeah, the hug in the morning, high five in the mirror, get my day started. Very different way to love myself than a critical parent trying to whip my ass into shape and much more effective. With that other critical parent, I just felt defeated and sad and shameful. And with these new techniques, I feel loved and happy and excited to be doing my life. So Two tips, completely free. If you are into the high five thing, she is amazing. She has a great Instagram page. You can check her out. She has a, a very, very expansive story, came from a really low place and is now one of the world's most sought after speakers and motivational thought leaders. And she's really cool. So check her out. Second thing that I do a soothing, replacing behavior is that I love media. I especially love TV. I was kind of, I think my parents kind of babysat me with TV, you know, and it really alleviates, I guess, the emotion of, of loneliness for me. And the problem is, is that I also really like trashy TV. <laughs> TV, it's not like that great for me, not something I want to be downloading in my brain all the time. And you know, like for instance, I'm a huge fan of General Hospital, but don't tell anybody, please. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's really bad, but I just really like it. And I like a bunch of other really trashy stuff too. So instead of just, I don't know, just soothing with all that media all the time, I have curated that a little bit. I mean, I'm still watching General Hospital. It's probably going to take me a while to give that up, but I really reduce a lot of violent uh, material and things that are very sad and mood deflating. I replace it with a lot of Gaia TV and things that are spiritually minded and 
shows about science and nature and something that's just vibrating at a higher level. And so if I'm consuming media, I like to try to keep it as elevated as possible, except general hospital. I'm not giving it up yet. <laughs> and same things go, same thing goes for social media too. I unfollow anything that doesn't make me feel good. If people are being really angry and combative and opinionated and just, I don't know, overall annoying, I unfollow them. And if there's a bunch of stuff about unrealistic materialism or body dysmorphia or just general cattiness and, and meanness, it's out of there too. So that's an easy way. You know, I don't have to give up media as a soothing tool, but I do want to be very conscious about what I can let in and what I can't. So that's another tip. The other thing that has kind of been on the forefront of my mind for a while now is really examining my relationship to alcohol. You know, I mean, it's everywhere all the time. You can't go anywhere. You can't get a pedicure. You can't go to a baby shower. You can't go anywhere without them having alcohol. And, and it's a very socially acceptable activity. And I think that at least in my life, it's really been correlated with fun and connection and romance and all the things that seem pleasing and like what I want to be doing. And what I've realized, I mean, I've used alcohol a lot. I'm not an alcoholic, but I've, you know, I've, I've done my share of drinking. I don't have an addiction to alcohol. I don't need alcohol, but it, uh, has have been, has been ever present in my life from a very young age. And even though I don't have this physical addiction to alcohol, I do because of my self-awareness at this point in my life, realize that it really, really lowers my vibration. So even a couple of drinks the next day, I am, I'm dull. I'm not as sharp. I'm not as happy and I'm not creative and I don't want to be creative. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I examine it. I'm becoming more aware of my alcohol use and what I use it for and how I use it and why, um, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm never going to quit drinking, but I don't, I mean, maybe I am saying I'm never going to quit drinking. I don't know. As I said, just examining it. So I, I think that looking at these behaviors, seeing that I can soothe myself in different ways and more elevated ways that are less harmful to me, that produce feelings of love and happiness and peace is more, much more in my best interest. So, you know, let's take the shame out of, oh, you hate yourself. That's why you do these self-destructive behaviors. Nope. You still love yourself. And I still love myself. And we're going to learn how to love ourselves even better. And maybe that's what we walk away with on this Valentine's day, you know, just learning how to love better. And maybe that's all we can hope for. So I hope this helps you and I will leave you here, but if you like the way this show is going and you're feeling it, then please rate me at five stars and leave me some comments because that is the way that this podcast gets listened to and gets distributed more. And, um, you can find me on Instagram at Leah Fisher art, and you can sign up for my newsletter 
and we'll just keep in touch. I, I also want to hear about any materials or resources or books or anything that you are leaning into that is really helping you heal and help cultivate your creative energy. And, you know, I want to be your healing curator. And so anything that is working for you, I want to know about, because I want to tell everyone. So happy Valentine's day to you guys. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>